So good to see everyone in person, or if you joined us online, it means a lot that you're spending time with us during this season. We are nearing the moment, that peak moment of Christmas cheer, right? Everything is culminating. We've got the Christmas lights, the Christmas carols and music, the stories, all the Christmas food, right? The cookies. Have you made your sugar cookies yet? How about eggnog, right? How many of you love eggnog? Like Christmas is not Christmas unless you got the eggnog, Southern comfort, the good stuff, right? Now, I wish I could just share with everybody, kind of pass the common cup around, but because of social distancing, I'm not able to. But here's cheers to greater joy and a wonderful Christmas. Mmm. It's all wonderful, all these Christmas elements, everything except for figgy pudding. You know what I'm talking about? Like a couple of weeks ago, my son and I were in the car, we're listening to our holiday playlist and we wish you a Merry Christmas came on. Love the song. We were singing along and then they sang the second verse. Have you closely examined that second verse? Like the lyrics, it was like, bring us some figgy pudding, bring us some figgy pudding and bring it out here. And my son asked a couple of questions. He said, dad, what is figgy pudding? I was like partly kind of ashamed that I had never explained this to my son, but I just said, Bryce, I have no idea. <laughs> like how many of you know what's in figgy pudding? How many of you, raise your hand if you've had figgy pudding. See, that's what I thought. And so we looked it up. We looked it up on Google and we were like, what's in figgy pudding? What is it? It has 12 ingredients. And the internet says, so we know it's true, that each of these 12 ingredients symbolize the 12 disciples. <laughs> so you have brown sugar, that was probably Doubting Thomas, the raisins, Peter, right? Got the eggs, maybe John. Then you got a fourth pint of brandy. Which disciple do you think that was? <laughs> Judas, right? Of course. <laughs> and if you've ever wondered what figgy pudding looks like, you're in luck because I've brought some figgy pudding today. <laughs> exactly. It looks like, it looks like poop. <laughs> I don't know if I can say that in a message or in church, but that's exactly, if you've ever walked on a, on a field and saw like a cow landmine before. This is it. It looks, I mean, they could have put frosting to something and it, should I eat it? Should I try a bite? Kids, should I try a bite of figgy pudding? Some of you are like, yeah, you do it. I'm not going to do it. All right. One bite. I'm going to try one bite. I'm going to tell you what it ta tastes like. It looks like I got a, a raisin in there. It is dense. How many of you would like to see Kyle, Big Bite Valkmer, join me on stage? That's what I'm talking about. Because I'll be honest, I, I already had a bite and another service, but Kyle just opened up his mouth. I opened up my mouth. So uh, <laughs> here we go. Kyle Valkmer. Okay, hold on, hold on. We're going to double it down. All right, yeah. You give us a review of figgy pudding. You can, can you taste, I love fig newtons. Can you taste the fig nodes in there? There's a lot of Judas in there. <laughs> <laughs> On, out of 10, what do you give it? Three. I was real close. I gave it like a two. It is terrible. That's why you've never had a figgy pudding because it's terrible. It's nasty. 
Mm. Just watching Kyle eat that made me feel like I had to get the aftertaste out of my mouth. <laughs> and so Bryce asked me, what is figgy pudding? The second question he asked is like, dad, when they sing it, why are they going from, we wish you a Merry Christmas, and then they're so demanding. I mean, look at the lyrics. It's like, we won't go until we get some, we won't go until we get some, and we won't go until we get some, so bring some out here. And then Kyle talks about bringing some figgy pudding with a cup of good cheer. Isn't that interesting? Like the song, it's kind of like, it's like the cry of the world right now. Like the consumeristic society that would say, we won't be happy until we get. And so for them in the song, it was figgy pudding. For you, you fill in the blank. Or what do people need in order to be happy today? Some people are like, I've got to have my finances in order. I've got to have my job secure. Or I've got to have a fractured relationship reconciled. Or maybe it's the vaccine. Whatever it is, isn't it interesting that a lot of times we think we can be happy in what we get, but the reality is joy comes not in what we get, but rather what we give. Turn with me in your Bibles to Luke chapter two. It was a year ago that we said, Lord, speak to us about the direction of our church in 2020. And we felt the Holy Spirit speaking to us saying this would be a year marked by greater joy. And we got off to a great start, didn't we? Like people were getting saved and baptized in water in every single service. It was exciting. We were rejoicing and celebrating. We had great joy. And it wasn't just happening here at church. You were personally leading your friends and family members to the Lord in the streets and the marketplace, in your homes, in your small groups. And it was incredible. I mean, we saw people getting baptized in bathtubs and swimming pools. It was amazing. And then the coronavirus hit, right? It came in like a wrecking ball. It felt like everything was shutting down. Health concerns with economic losses were compounding together. Everything was fine until it wasn't. We had people that were either, you were either affected or you had a loved one that was. And it became kind of a discouraging time. We were fighting to hold on to our peace and, and our joy. It just seemed like it was a matter of time before your life was impacted by the pandemic. It was about a week and a half ago that my son, Bryce and I, we were out of town hunting for a few days when we got the call from my wife, Stephanie, who gotten sick and tested positive for COVID. So over the last two Sundays, she's not been able to be here with us. And it, she's doing much better now. She had a couple of days where it was really rough, uh, but she's doing much better now. In fact, I think the silver lining, she wasn't mad about being served like a princess and not having to do any work in the kitchen. We did it all, and, but she was quarantined in the bedroom. I mean, we haven't been able to hug her. And if you know Stephanie, then you know she loves to be around people and, and we weren't able to do that. The closest we got was I'd go out in the backyard and I would take this blue chair and, and I would sit it and I would, I would look up at the window of our bedroom and she would lift up her, her bedroom room and we would talk and I would listen to her and I would do my best to encourage her and, and pray and talk. It wasn't quite the, sum, the same, but we were doing the best that we could. And, and, and I know that Stephanie, you're watching online. Can we just share how much we miss and love Stephanie? But, but Stephanie, I know you're not alone at home. I know that many of our church family, it's been maybe months since we've seen you and this family Christmas service is not the same without you. And because of the situations, we just want you to know you, we understand. 
and uh, you aren't alone. You have a church family that loves and cares for you even more. You have a, a Savior in heaven. The whole, he sent his Holy Spirit to be with you, to comfort you, and we just want you to know, although uh, you're not here in person, you're online, and joining us, we love you and we miss you. Can't everybody here in person express that to our elderly, our vulnerable, our sick? Man, one day, one day we'll be back together again. And this is really the backdrop of, of Luke chapter two. It, there's a lot of darkness. Like they had, they were afraid. There was the oppression from the Romans. There was death. Uh, Herod, King Herod got wind that there was a king that was being born. So he, he had a mandate that all boys under the age of two be put to death. And there was a lot of darkness and a lot of sadness. And, and, and it was even in, in the sadness and during times of conflict and pain that negative emotions are heightened and amplified but during those times of sadness, there can be joy. And as we look at scripture together, I want to encourage you, never forget, no matter how alone or how sad you may feel because of the external factors around you, there can still be joy. Meditate on this. Embrace this. Scripture says in verse 10 of Luke 2, then the angel said to them, he's talking to the shepherds, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good tidings of great what? of great joy, which will be to all people. This is great news. It's not joy just for the shepherds. It's joy for us as well. And we understand that this joy is different from happiness. Happiness is dependent upon happenings, upon the, the situations. If things are going good, then you're good. But if things are going bad, you're not so good. You're sad. Joy is different. Joy is not based on a what, it's based on a who. It's based on Jesus. So that means your joy can never be taken from you. Your joy can be there during the difficult, challenging times. The joy is not temporal, it is eternal. Isn't that good news? That we can have joy, that we can smile, that we can laugh, even during the more difficult times, that we can have hope that yes, there may be morning in the evening, but joy will come in the morning. Jesus desires for you to be filled with his joy. That is good news. And this is the joy that we have. Verse 11, it says, for there is born to you this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. And that's the reason why we gather together, isn't it? We come to worship. We come to celebrate the arrival, the birth of our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ, that God so loved the world that he sent his son, Jesus to this world and to live a sinless life, to reveal the character and nature of God. But he had a mission, right? And that mission was to die on the cross for our sins, that our relationship with God that was once fractured can be reconciled. And that had to bring so much joy to God the Father, that the curse could be broken once and for all through his son, Jesus Christ. And so as we remember that this is the time that we come to worship Jesus, there's a lot of things that will fight for our attention during this time. And I hope that they're not distractions. The central focus, the message of Christmas is that Jesus is born. He is our savior. He is our Lord. He's the only one that can set you free from bondage and addictions and strongholds. He's the only one that can forgive you of your sins. He's the only one that can heal you. Jesus is God's greatest answer to your greatest need. And that alone should fill us with great cheer, joy, and excitement as we celebrate Jesus during this service together. Amen? Some of you understand this, that joy comes through giving, not what we get. 
It says in the book of Acts, remember the words of our Lord Jesus. Blessed are those who give, right? There is a blessing that comes when we give than when we receive. Again, we, we know this to be true in our church family. We've experienced this great joy, this grace gift that God has given us, this blessing that God has given us because of your generosity. During a d- difficult times, it, it'd be easy to have the scarcity mentality and to count our pennies and hold on and to save. But we just said, hey, as a church by faith, we're gonna look for opportunities to give and bless those who are in need. You've seen that in the last couple of weeks by blessing families, but it really started even during the, in, in, in the springtime. I mean, you, you helped with our, our food drive for our community. When we had missionaries that needed to support, we continued to support them. And then strategic missionaries, we gave us a mission stimulus check. During this pandemic, we said, we're not gonna hit the pause button on our mission to just plant more churches. In fact, we're in the process of starting two churches downtown and in the rural community of Lytle. We said, we, we, we wanna help those who are poor, the orphans, the widows, we financially have blessed them. And we've, we've been looking for opportunities to bless the, the poor and the addicted and the strongholds through our partners of Teen Challenge in Agora. You've done this through your giving and your faithfulness. So I just want you to know, from my heart, thank you so much for your generosity. And I pray that God will bless you as you give. But, but what is true as a church, I pray that it would be true for you personally that you would open up your eyes to those around you because people are walking in darkness. People are scared of the unknown. People are discouraged right now. And the Lord wants to use you to bring great joy and hope to others. That is your assignment. Your assignment is to look to be generous and to receive God's blessing and that great joy that comes when you give. There is a joy that can only experience when you give. I want to look at John chapter 3, verse 16 and 18, and read it in a little bit more of a a paraphrase through the, the message. This is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son, and this is why, so that no one need be destroyed. By believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. He came to help, to put the world right again. Anyone who trusts in him is acquitted. Anyone who refuses to trust him has long since been under the death sentence without knowing it. And why? Because of that person's failure to believe and the one-of-a-kind son of God when introduced to him. God nailed the perfect gift. How many of you have you've given that perfect gift? And, and you had so much excitement and joy in giving that gift. You went above and beyond the expectations. And when that loved one opened up that joy, that gift, there was joy, but it didn't compare to your joy because you nailed that perfect gift. I imagine that's how God felt. Like, this is my son. This is, I'm going all in. And, and, and that perfect gift was confirmed by the three nails through Jesus' hands and feet. And it wasn't just God the Father who was filled with joy. As we look at the Christmas story, we see the angels bringing great joy and the shepherds were filled with joy. The wise men got in on it. Joseph and Mary were filled with joy. And that joy began to spread as Jesus grew older. He said in John 15, 11, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. 
Isn't that good news that God wills that your life be marked by great joy? He wants you to be filled with joy, not that you can find here on earth, but filled with supernatural joy, a grace gift that God wants to give you that will sustain you during difficult times. Even his own disciples during times of persecution, they had joy. It says in Acts 15, 32, and the disciples were filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. I love that, that joy came with the presence of the Holy Spirit, even as Jesus died on the cross and he rose from the dead. He said, this is good, so I can send my, my helper to you to bring comfort, to bring guidance through the Holy Spirit. This is why we should desire to be filled and baptized with the Holy Spirit, to have his presence with us at all times so we can have this joy and enter into this joy. First Peter 1, 8 and 9 says, Though now you do not see him, and yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. There is a joy that, that happens when you put your trust in Jesus and you walk in the Spirit, knowing that he's with you at all times, that this joy can radiate through you. It can sustain you through the uncertain times, during the trials. There's a hope inside of us. It's our anchor. It's our peace. It's our love. It's through Jesus. And this is the good news, that Jesus came to this earth, that he came to be with us. He will never leave you nor forsake you, he wants to help you and to be with you during your greatest hour of need and time of trouble. Father, we bow as we are in your presence. We say thank you for your son, Jesus. We remember his arrival as a, as a baby. He humbled himself and he came, Father, to be with us, to show us who you were like, your character and nature but he came with a mission to die on the cross for us, that we might experience the forgiveness of sins, to be with us during our time of trouble and trial. We thank you even now for your presence. Thank you for your word that would encourage us. Thank you that we can gather together as a church family to worship you. We know that you inhabit the praises of your people. Be with us, Father. Be with those who are in need. Be with those who would cry out for help, those who feel alone and discouraged. In fact, you're here today and with your head still bowed and you say, man, I've been trying to get into that Christmas mood, but it's been difficult. There's things around me that are happening. I just feel like I'm in a, in a storm and there's a dark cloud and it's, it's just sucking the joy and the, my peace away. And I just need the presence of the Lord. I need help. I need prayer. And if that's you and you're here today, would you just, maybe you just raise your hand and say, John, would you just pray for me right now? I'm going through a difficult time and I just need God's presence and his hope. Thank you. Thank you for honesty and vulnerability. Thank you, Lord. You see the hands that are being raised. You see the tears that are being shed right now. And Father, I pray that you'd be close to those. They wouldn't feel alone. Those who are even watching online, Father, that they are not alone. May your peace and your grace be with them. I pray that you would give them supernatural wisdom. Just shower and bless them with love. That as a church family, we are with them, Father. Father, I pray for those who are lost, who don't have a relationship with you, that they're not right with you. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would greatly convict them of their sin and selfishness right now. 
where there is no joy and no peace. And I pray that they don't have to remain in this condition. They don't have to walk out of here without hope, but rather they can put their hope and their faith in you by confessing that Jesus, you are the son of the living God, that you died on the cross and you rose from the grave. And that when we believe and trust in you as our Lord and savior, and we turn from our sin and turn to you, we repent of our sin and hunger for you and walk after you, then we can be saved. And so, Father, I pray that as you send the Holy Spirit right now, that you would draw people to repentance, draw people to this moment of salvation, that they would yield and they would say yes to you. And if you're here and that describes you, the great Christmas gift and miracle is your salvation today. This is the moment. We've been praying for you. It's not by accident that you are here. So I'm going to count to three. And if you're ready to yield to the Lord and say, I want to have that peace of mind this Christmas season and for the rest of my life, and my trust is in Jesus. He wants to change you. He wants to change your identity to be a son, a daughter. He wants to reconcile the broken relationship. He wants to forgive you of your sin. No more guilt, shame. Don't believe the lie that you'll never be good enough, that God won't accept you because of your past. That is a lie. He wants to forgive you and save you from your sin. He's the only way. He is the truth and the life. So when I count to three, would you just raise your hand? And I simply just want to pray with you as this part of your starting line to walk after Jesus. One, two, you want to say yes to Jesus. I want to surrender my life to Jesus, young and old alike. Three, will you raise your hand in this room right now? Don't hesitate. Surrender. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, children. Thank you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Anybody else? Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, sir. Thank you, family. Praise God. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. You can put your hands down. Praise the Lord. We rejoice with you. We celebrate with you as a church family because we've been where you're at. In fact, we want to have some friends that will maybe come around you and give you a Bible and pray for you. But for all of you who have raised your hand, would you just boldly stand to your feet right now? You're not alone, but I just want to pray with you and we want to come alongside of you. So just right now, will you stand to your feet and we want to pray. Don't hesitate. Don't be ashamed. Come on. Thank you. Praise the Lord. So if we could have some friends come alongside and and would you just pray for me? I'm going to lead you in a model prayer, but just, just say his name out loud. Just say, Jesus, thank you for coming to this world. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I am so sorry for breaking your heart. I'm sorry for my selfishness and sin. Please forgive me. Help me to walk after you, to obey everything you command me to do. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that you would honor the boldness and the faith of these children, Father, that are putting their trust in you and their faith in you. I pray that you would supernaturally forgive them and set them free from strongholds in the name of Jesus. They are now sons and daughters of you. Change their lives forever, God. Give them a hunger and thirst for righteousness, for you, Jesus. Let them crave to know you. Give them a hunger for your word and for Christian fellowship. Help us as a church family to come alongside of them, to help them to grow, to become devoted followers of Jesus, mature in their faith. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Come on, let's celebrate one more time. We want to encourage those of you who made this decision. Would you just walk to the back of the room? We've got some friends at the starting line. 
And we wanna give you a Bible and just connect with you, help you take your next steps, talk to you about water baptism and belonging to a small group.